It's Sunday, July 12th, 2020. I'm Sarah Firsty. And I am John. And we are with the River NYC, a church that's been in Lower Manhattan since 2004. Mm-hmm. We're a church whose core conviction is that God is love and Jesus is good news to everywhere, to everyone, everywhere, all the time. All the time. <laughs> He's good news even in a pandemic when people are spread out all over. Mm. We're actually broadcasting from California, where we've come to look after an elderly family member. Now, of course, in the era of pandemic, we're gathering online. And so thank you so much for taking the time to drop by our YouTube channel. We so appreciate that you would make the effort to stay connected by watching, commenting, thumbs upping, sending emails, So much love to all of you for staying plugged in during this difficult time. Yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, since the death of George Floyd and the subsequent events, we have been highlighting voices from our church to share their perspectives as allies of the black community. And Sarah and I shared our personal take on all that's been happening back on June 21st. And you can find that talk along with videos from the other various members of the River community here on our YouTube channels. And if you missed any of those, or if you're interested just to learn more about how we've been processing the Black Lives Matter movement over these past couple months, then please do take a look at those videos and then let us know what you think. Uh, We really do want to hear from you. We've been uh, getting some great emails, emails from uh, people who are longtime members, old timers at the river. Um, but along with that, we've also been hearing from people who are brand new uh, here at the river and found us recently online. And that's great because we love viewer mail. It's always fun to hear from you. And so please watch, please interact. We, we so appreciate it. Now, today's video is actually a little bit different. Sarah and I are about to share with you a conversation we just had with a very special person who's a part of the river community here. Yes, Lena Kreku has been a part of the church for about a decade. And her experience over the past couple months, I think offers some powerfully mm-hmm. helpful insights into the dynamic of trying to grow in our ability to confront and uproot the racial injustice that's sadly embedded in our country. The three of us had a very interesting chat that we hope will shine a light on some important aspects of how we, as a diverse church community in downtown New York, can grow in these areas. We'll come back after this is done and uh, have some concluding comments, but uh, here we go. Here's our conversation with Lena Kreku. Hello, Lena. I am so glad that we finally get a chance to have this conversation. I mean, we've been having conversations, but to have this one uh, recorded and shared and, and uh, bounce some thoughts back and forth. Um, thank you, first off, just for being here and being willing to, to chat today on our, on our YouTube video service that is... Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on YouTube officially! <laughs> You're going to be amazed at the, uh, the, the buzz that you get from having the YouTube video. I'm YouTube famous. I can't <laughs> Actually, it. there's no buzz at all. But it's how we do church now. And um, as you know, we've been doing these interviews. We've been trying to hear from a wide variety of perspectives and um, people during this time. 
And so we're so grateful for you uh, to do this. Why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about your bio. Who are you? Who is Lena? <laughs> Who's Lena Kreku and um, well, how did you ever intersect with a river? How much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I'm a native New Yorker, but actually when I graduated from NYU, I moved to Florida, got married, had three fabulous human beings who Great. absolutely adore me. Um, of course <laughs> Uh, going through a lot of life stuff, um, getting divorced, I had to relocate back to New York because I felt so um, disconnected, you know, just yeah. feeling the sense of being bankrupt across all levels in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Financially, emotionally, spiritually. So I came back to New York and I made a conscious decision to look for a church community that would kind of help me with my growth and kind of just kind of I guess, help heal me, you know, mm -hmm. and um, try to help me learn how to make purposeful connections. And so I found the river through a subway campaign you guys had. Can you describe that experience of, um, that was back when we did a pretty major campaign. That was big. Put, yeah. the, put the word out about the river throughout the subway system in New York City, and it yeah. ended up catching a lot of eyeballs, yours yeah. included. Can you describe the experience, the experience of um, how that worked for you and, and first oh, showing up? Ooh. Well, I was not impressed the first time I went. So I was <laughs> <laughs> we spent so much time, energy, and money, but did not impress. Okay. <laughs> Well, because I, I, you know, I got lost because I'd been away from, from New York for so long. And yeah, then yeah. so all of, um, you know, the financial district was so different. Ah. And so just, and, you know, I was already kind of um, approaching this with a sense of apprehension because, yeah. you know, I'm really putting myself out there to be a part of a community. And Come just, to a new church. You know, talk deal. to a new, yeah, it's just yeah. like this whole big deal. You know, because I was raised Catholic, so like. Yeah, that wasn't a great experience. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm choosing now where I want to go, who I want to be with, who I want to grow with spiritually. Yeah. And so just like getting lost, I was like, I was like all these two things I need to be like, oh, forget this. I'm not going back to the church. I can't even find it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually so, uh, you did. <laughs> I came back the next week. I came back the next week because I actually during a week, I actually kind of came back down and try to, you know, navigate and figure out where the building was. So I wouldn't be so flustered and upset, yeah. and, you know, angry, you know, showing up to church, all out of breath and whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got there that Sunday and you were preaching or you were doing your intro, you know, you being you. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then you sat down and Charles showed up. And I'm just like, wait, what? Charles Park, yeah. <laughs> Charles Park. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of messed with me a little bit because I'd never been to a church with an Asian pastor. So that, you know, kind of threw me, I guess, you know, my, one of my little biases or whatever sure. in my, regards to my expectations. So I'm just like, well, where, where do I go? Like, I, where's <laughs> the pastor? But, I was just like, it was so um, disconcerting in a way, huh. but it also kind of got my curiosity and I'm just like, okay, so what is this really about? Yeah. 
And so I was like, well, I guess I'll come back next week and see what's going on. And uh, now that you found out how to get there, now that I found out how to get there, sure. And I, you've had me with you ever since. You haven't been able to get rid of me. Right. I've been with you well, guys for amazing. ten years, longer than I've been married. So you know, that ten years. Commit, yeah, ten years. And wow. then we got yes. on the staff team together, and that was yes, so exactly. Fun. I was a volunteer first. Volunteer with the kids, with the you know, I'm a preschool teacher. Yeah. And then it got into me working in the office, and then being in charge of River Kids, and just various things. And I was really, I felt really, you know, really blessed to have the experience of working with you guys in the office because, you know, when you see your spiritual leader, you know, you see your pastors, they're kind of like this other being you know you kind of put them on this you know they're like oh they're so great they can do no wrong you know so intimidating but to really experience you guys with all your ups and your downs mm -hmm. i felt really honored to see you as people oh. and to know that i could relate to you guys you know that was so, so fun so that was a great experience like i said 10 years with you guys you haven't been able to get rid of me i don't like anyone that much except for a handful of friends so you know well maybe in the outtakes uh to this video we'll include other stories and some of the pranks that you pulled on people oh like me. yes oh, we're not gonna go there now we're just gonna leave that as a teaser um yeah so we've had a long uh fun and fruitful relationship and it's been so interesting to kind of walk side by side for yeah. so many years yeah. and then we hit this um coronavirus I mean, what what has your experience been? I mean, now we're at four months since we've all, the world has shifted. How has oh, it worked for you? Man, Rona was roaming in these streets. I was Rona. She was just out there. Ugh. Ugh. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, no church. What you yeah. know? Because I was really kind of getting into the groove of you know the transition we were having. Yeah. From to you guys and then you know it's summertime so it's already kind of laid back and you know and we have new people in the church and I'm like just really 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 feeling it and I you know I'm enjoying the subtle shifts um in the church but in a good way you know and and there's a difference between oh I don't feel like going to church today because I'm just tired yeah and then you know someone saying no you can't go to church that's you know that's kind of it's like, wait a minute, now I really There is no church. church gathering. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it was so, uh, it was just really, it just threw me for a loop. I felt like I had to figure out church again. Yeah. Because I, I you know, I wasn't feeling the Zoom thing at all. Yeah. I have a hard time with Zoom because I'm that person that kind of feeds off of people's energy and I like to read the room. Yeah. And so zooming for me is just, it was just really a hard transition. Hard. I already had to do it for work and I just, I already know I didn't like, well, first of all, I'm always staring at my face in Zoom. But I can't, I'm always just, like, I, I'm not focusing on the conversation. I'm looking at myself, you know, I, you know. <laughs> of course. It's been uh, hard. Yeah. It yeah. It's been so hard and so long. I mean, this thing just keeps dragging on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, um, so we're in the middle of the pandemic, and then, of course, and this is, brings us to what we really are interested in, in hearing from you about in particular. Yeah. Um, we hit the George Floyd incident on, on Memorial Day. 
And, you know, we in these videos in the past weeks have been calling it what we think of or one way to think about this whole era is kind of a prophetic moment, a, a moment where something shifted. Um, and just curious what, what it's been like for you to, to um, as a black woman, watching this thing hit in some different sort of way. And yet it's just the end of a painfully long string of similar events and all of a sudden this one resonates and then this right. whole thing starts happening what what was it like for you so it was it was hard because i think like you said this has been happening it's not like we're seeing this for the first time yeah. and so i feel like my reaction to white people's reaction to mm. this was I was I was kind of resentful. I was really resentful. Yeah. Because I felt like so it, it took a virus keeping you guys home. Yeah. With nothing to do but to watch this and to be immersed in this for you guys to actually wake up. Like, you know, I I it was painful and it was hurtful. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um because it just validated for me and just made me feel like, so everything we've been telling you up until this point, you just kind of were, hmm, well, maybe you're overreacting or, oh, we, we don't have enough proof or maybe they just didn't really care, you know? So it made me, it made me really angry. And so, you know, I'm side-eyeing everybody because I don't believe nothing anyone is saying because I'm just like, so why is this so different? This has been going on, yeah. but now you want to get upset and get angry you know white people losing their minds i was just like well it's about time yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. watching you guys not you two in particular but you know what i mean no no we're we're <laughs> watching in the yeah we're in the watching oh, yeah watching white people being angry and rioting and protesting and being gassed and being hit by cars i was like wow i was in awe huh. like i i just was kind of taking a back seat watching it because i felt like okay so this is what's happening but am i gonna wake up tomorrow and you're gonna tell me this is all a joke or are you guys gonna go back to business as usual because i feel like we've been let down so much you know yeah and so it, it was really, it was hard. And I, I was overwhelmed and really overwhelmed, mm -hmm. suspicious. Mm -hmm. I felt like my emotional bank was empty, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to have hope. I wanted to be up optimistic about what I felt that this would mean because it felt like our last chance, mm -hmm. you know, wow. but to, when you look back on everything that happened before and the disappointments and the things that are going back to usual, it, I just didn't feel like I could afford to be that emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I needed to just take a seat and just, you know, take a step back and just watch how things unfold. Yeah. So it took me a hot minute. It took me a few months to kind of, you know, 
build up my, I guess, stamina for what is about to come, I think. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was, it was really, it was really, I feel like my feelings were hurt. You know, I feel like, like an other in my own country, you know, and I feel like almost when you say Black Lives Matter, like they think you're un-American and that's how tied into, that's how racism is so tied into um, our society you know, for us to say that and to have people label you as un-American, you know? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, appreciate you sharing. And it's so beneficial to hear. How how is your faith factored into this? Well, how does that work for you? Or does it work for you? Does it offer you any perspective or uh, comfort or does it actually add to the agitation? I'm just curious, how does that work for you? I, you know, I actually have to say that I've been so comforted because I've been going on hikes like pretty much every other day, you know, I'm working. (laughs) Uh, I'm hiking, but, you know, going with Brent and Jenna and Alex, and then Brent especially, because, you know, he's so intuitive and so just grounded and so sensitive. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have these discussions in nature, I feel uh, like that kind of, that kind of um, build me up spiritually. Combination <laughs> of, of the nature, being out in nature and having a, a good friend who can offer some perspective and some yeah and not even perspective Mm -hmm. you know because he wasn't trying to do that he was just there just Mm. listening just in the air just listening and just you know we just appreciating nature because that just reminded me how good god is Mm -hmm. and all the beauty that's surrounding us and it just was so encouraging wow you know love that beautiful yeah the combination of nature and companionship Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just the fact that I didn't, he didn't need to, he didn't feel like he needed to say anything just for him to just be there and for us to just walk together. Like, I feel like, you know, my whole goal for even finding this church was to have someone to walk this journey with me and to have someone literally walking with me every week in this, you know, such beautiful surroundings, you know? And something that's not man-made, something that, you know, um, that God's touched and just to be there. So that was really, that was really helpful. Hmm. Interesting. That's very insightful. So uh, could you talk a little bit more about watching us folks, uh, let's say non-Black people, <laughs> trying to grapple, right? So um, we're, we're trying to wake up. And you're saying there's part of that that thanks, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm, very... I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of like mm, 
I'm going to see how this. You said you know, side-eyeing. I'm like side-eyeing everybody. I'm like, I don't believe nothing anyone is saying. You can't tell me nothing because at this point, your words mean nothing. I need to see action mm -hmm. because we've been down this path before. Right. And so I guess, and you know, during that time, weeks, months that have kind of followed that and I think I was, I don't know, I, I don't think I was so focused on seeing what you guys would do, but I think, you know, part of me was curious as to how this would kind of unfold in our community. And I Within know- Within the church community. Right, yeah. right. Sure, and sure. you guys had reached out to me, you know, because I had led the group uh, about a year, a few years ago on Common Ground. Right, Common um, Ground, yeah. Right, and, uh, you know, you were like, ah, blah, 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 Lena, Common Grounds, and I was like, you want to try again? It's a new environment. Yeah. I was like, nope, delete. <laughs> I am not such a that. I am too tired. I'm tired. Enough, I have yeah. no, you know, and I think you sent me like two emails and I ignored the last two. <laughs> we had to ask. Right, exactly. And you, 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 and then you respected my space after that. But it was just like, I, I didn't even have the energy. Yeah. To I even like to even tell you no, because mm -hmm. I was so emotionally depleted. Yeah. You know. Right. But I knew somewhere in my brain that eventually something is gonna have to come from this. You know, something's gonna have to um, emerge from these situations. So I think what a few weeks later. I had heard from Dero and I um, got, I saw the email for Brave Space. Brave Space is, uh, yeah, six week group that's uh, yeah. just yeah. finishing up now. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, and, and you'd, you know, you'd ask me to kind of overlook, you know, look through the curriculum that you guys have, which was very impressive, I have to say. Yeah. Was, Allison and Allison Noel and Clara Park put together a very impressive curriculum right. for the six-week group, and at, we asked you and some others to look over it. Yeah, I was really impressed because I felt like, you know, everyone learns differently. Everyone takes in information differently, and that you, the fact that you had different voices, different genres, different platforms, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was, you know, um, it's already such an uncomfortable topic. Yeah. And it's it's you know, you know, six weeks is, you know, comparison to someone's whole life as a black person is really right. like nothing, right. but right. you can only do so much, right? Um, but I just felt like, okay, this is, this is good. Now what's gonna happen, you know? And so, and I have to say, honestly and truly, Space Space is amazing. This is, it's awesome. It's but great. I have to say initially, my reaction as a person of color mm -hmm. in seeing this, oh, you know, I'm paraphrasing. So a bunch of white folks are in a room together discussing black people and their pain and, and struggles, you know? I mean, it sounds like openings of a bad joke. So. Right. I could see that, yeah. You know, it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. What do you know about my pains and struggles? It felt almost like, it felt like you guys were appropriating my pain. Uh, like it just felt so invasive and so. 
like I was just kind of baffled. Mm. Like, like in this horrible moment in our time, you guys decide you want to get together again and just, you know, make it about you guys again, you know? Oh, okay. So, but that lasted for like five, six minutes, and then I was over it because okay. <laughs> it's a fleeting thought. Yeah, but it go, but it's a real it's one. A fleeting thought. Yeah, I was yeah. feeling it. I was feeling it. You know, sure. I was all up in it. The feelings, you know. Yeah. But I've kind of I've learned. You know, I'm I'm a preschool teacher, so I deal with you know four-year-olds and their temper tantrums and their moments of like emotions so I I had to feel it yeah but then I just I realized that I wanted so desperately to share this load Mm. I'm so tired Mm -hmm. you know I can't imagine I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I just need you guys to do the work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because I, quite honestly, like I had a few people who called me and texted me and they were kind of outraged for me, which I thought was so cute, you know, my white friends. So I thought that was adorable. I loved it. <laughs> um, and I had to, so I heard them out and I actually explained um, why after my initial fleeting feelings I was okay with that I don't want the responsibility of holding someone else's hands as they're you know realizing the pains and the struggles like in black and white yeah on video as they're as they're feeling those emotions I don't want to be in the same room with you being re-traumatized yeah you know I don't want you I don't want you coming to me you know crying and telling me how guilty I don't I don't need all of that I don't want all of that you just do, you fill it out, figure it out, those six weeks. And then when those six weeks are done, then let's have a talk. Let's have a, an intelligent conversation without the emotions attached so we can figure out what we can do next. How do we move on from here? Like, you know, what what, do, what does this turn into? What does this look like, you know? Um, yeah. Wow. So it made some sense eventually, like, oh, I see why they're um, focused like this, but it, it, it had that initial bump of like, how. So right. you're, what you're saying essentially is, wow, this is complicated in ways yeah. that, frankly, we can't imagine. Right, it, it is. And you know, it's because this isn't, I mean, I don't think, no one's, oh, I don't know anyone else doing this, but the fact that you're taking this on, this responsibility of, you know, we need to, why people need to get educated. Yeah. It can be kind of jarring, you know, yeah, for, yeah. it was, well, it was jarring for me. Um, it just seemed, you know, like kind of, mm, it was kind of cringy and awkward, <laughs> but like, how, how is it supposed to look? No one knows how it's supposed to look. I right. feel like it's going to be cringy and awkward until we figure it out, you know, because this, this has to be something that's normal. We have to normalize this. This has to be conversations that we have all the time. And because we haven't had these conversations in the past, this is why it's so awkward and this is why it's so kind of cringy, you know, but it has to get done. You know, we kind of have to, and as a black person, I have to let you guys do the work Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, get out of my feelings and let you guys do the work, Mm -hmm. you know, because if I want you guys to know about me and just have intelligent dialogue with me, I, I need to allow you that space to do that. And you guys need that space to do that. And I really appreciate Allison and Clara for um, having that space, that platform for you guys to 
be uncomfortable because I'm sure it's not <laughs> it's not easy. And I don't think we're we're thinking, we're, we're thinking we're, I, I was looking at you, you know. So. <laughs> maybe we should change the little descriptive tag to the river. I think we say vibrant and diverse community. Maybe we just say cringy and awkward at times. Because <laughs> we're trying to deal with stuff. We we're really are trying to deal, yeah. Sometimes it but is I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate it because it can't be easy, you know, and as you, you know, and Allison and Clara, you kind of kind of push through it. I think we have to give you guys a little bit of grace, you know, for that. And and if we I don't think we can be in a place of complaining and not voicing our complaints um about what you're doing as leaders if we don't speak to you about what you're doing as leaders. You know, I think communication is definitely so important, especially it's something that can be so awkward. Yeah, you know, and misunderstood, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, I don't want to be that person that's mad at you guys for doing something and you, you thought you were doing something great. I'm just kind of like, oh, here really? we go again. You know, why are people messing it up? You know, I don't want that. You know, I want to be able to know. I can, once I know, you know, I'm, as you know me, I'll text you guys in a minute about stuff. Yeah, you will. But, <laughs> and I really, really appreciate that. We do. That you're willing to have those awkward conversations so that our relationship can grow and flourish and, in our community. And that's what I learned, being at the river. Yay. Connection, yay. <laughs> but, because I, you know, it, there has to be, because I've actually, you know, because of all my life's experience, and being a teacher, you know, and. I think we have to be a little bit more comfortable having those awkward conversations. People want to go out of their way with not wanting someone else to be uncomfortable and avoiding those hard topics. And then things just kind of build up. That's so unnecessary, yeah. you know? Yeah. Very, very good. Well, again, just for you to share your perspective, your experience, your process, how it's reflected within the church community, that is so valuable. And to be willing to jump on these, what, you know, we all wish we were just having this conversation in person in a group. Have and a nice meal. Wouldn't yeah, that, be that would be nice. Or at least some bagels and coffee at the back of the room. Something. A normal yeah. church service. But here we are committing right. this video for all time. And it's a strange dynamic. It is. Yeah. It can feel, it can feel a little um, impersonal, I think, too. You know? It does. And uh, we're aware of that. And yet we think this is, uh, it's the best we're able to do right now. Yeah. And, yeah, um, of course. And we, I think most people are feeling this connection and we're, we're, we hear from new people all the time who are kind of sensing these interactions and thinking, wow, there's something special there about this. And yeah. uh, we appreciate that and, and uh, the old timers as well. So any, any final thoughts, comments, or um, <laughs> things you'd want to share before we wrap it all up? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I will say thank you. Thank you for this conversation and for the, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of fun conversations we've had yeah. over the decade. Yeah. The others to come. Um, thank you, Lena. It matters a lot. And yeah. uh, thanks for sharing. Thank you for being my community. I appreciate that. Oh, I caught it, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
thanks again, Lena, for sharing Thank and you. being such an important part of our community. So to close, I'd like to lead us in something that we can all do together in this moment. Even though we're physically separated, we can come together now as a community by celebrating the sacrament of communion right now. Followers of Jesus since the very beginning have done what we're about to do, taking the simplest elements, part of ordinary life, and imbue them with meaning. Communion is tangible and tactile, and yet it's a way that we together can connect with the transcendent God. So please take a moment right now to grab some bread or juice or whatever you'd like to use. Anything is fine. We've got a banana and some water. So pause this video for a moment, grab your elements, and we'll be here waiting for you. Okay, let's begin. Jesus, teacher, healer, leader, storyteller, and friend. We join together now to remember you, your life and example, your words of guidance, your sacrifice as a gift of love. We remember by eating this. Jesus, wedding guest, table sharer, foot washer, and affirmer. We drink this together to remember you, your actions and relationships, your wisdom and compassion, your death and resurrection. We remember with this sip. All right, to conclude our time together today, I just want to invite you, if you're comfortable, to close your eyes, to breathe deeply, and simply relax in God's presence right this moment, and let the words that I'm about to read from the Apostle Paul from 1 Corinthians 13, just let them speak to your soul. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. For now we only see a reflection as in a mirror. 
Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you, see you next time. Week.